Welcome to another Monday Pun Day. Hey, you know who never has a problem deciding which school to go to? Optometry students. They just pick the one with the most pupils. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. I'm Patrick Conley. Thanks for joining us for this hour of spiritual direction. And happy Memorial of St. Joseph the Worker on this first day of May. Ever wonder what it was like to have the Son of God as your apprentice and student in your shop? Yeah, I wonder about all the things that St. Joseph considered in thinking about how to see to Jesus' education. Well, these days, the options and methods for educating our children are noticeably different than 2,000 years ago, I'm sure. But the concerns are likely much the same. I mean, how do I ensure that my kids get the best education to prepare them for the life that God's calling them to lead? Today here on the show, we're talking about choosing a school for your kids. And helping us along in our discussion is a new or returning from some time ago, spiritual director for us, but a priest that I've personally known for some time, Father John Paul Erickson. Father Erickson is a priest of the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis and currently serves as pastor of Transfiguration in Oakdale, Minnesota, a first-ring suburb of the Twin Cities. Welcome to the program, Father. Good to be speaking with you. Patrick, great to be here. Loved your pun, loved the pun, <laughs> and uh, always wonderful to talk to you. Yeah, wonderful to talk to you, too. Yeah, uh, a lot of groaners that are going to be coming, uh, listeners. Oh, bring the groan, man. Bring the groan. I love it. That's right. That's right. That's always encouragement for a punster. (laughs) You know, the groans are what you're looking for. Exactly. Well, Father, this has been, it's been some time, I think, since you've served as a spiritual director here on The Inner Life. It's great to have you back. But just refresh us a little bit about, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, very close to the University of St. Thomas, which some of your listeners may be familiar with. Beautiful Marion Park, Minnesota. Went to parochial school myself for grade school and high school. Then went out to California for a couple of years at beautiful Thomas Aquinas College. And I was ordained a priest in 2006. So I was just reflecting with some uh, some brothers from that class recently. Hard to believe, but it's been 17 years here out in the field, and it's a beautiful, beautiful life. So for 10 years of those 17 years, I worked very closely at the cathedral, served in the Office of Worship for the Archdiocese, and then for the last, what, five years, I've been pastor full-time here at Transfiguration. So I finally got a real job, and I'm grateful. <laughs> Transfiguration uh, Parish also has a school. We have a parochial school. It's been with us uh, since our really our founding uh, 70 years ago. So um grateful to be able to talk on a topic that is not only a personal interest to me, but also certainly professional. Yeah, absolutely. What kind of schools did you grow up in, Father? Yeah, so for the first eight years of my educational career, it was St. Mark's grade school. So, and let me just say, that was a very important part of my life. Um, You know, this past Sunday was Good Shepherd Sunday, and reflecting my bulletin column about, about the, my own process of discernment and, and how important parish life and involvement in the parish and the, and the parochial school was for my own discernment. That really was a, a key part. Um, the school was literally just a couple of blocks down the street, so I had the great fortune of being able to walk to school, walk home, and the uh, first couple of grades I would literally come home for lunch. I have lots of wonderful memories. And then high school, I went to the uh, 
as I as I'm thinking about this, I think it's the only parochial K through 12 school in the archdiocese, certainly of St. Paul, Minneapolis, that's St. Agnes. And a couple of my siblings had gone there. Most importantly, my friends were going there when I left uh, St. Mark's. And so I I spent grades 9 through 12 there. Wonderful experience. Great, great um, foundation for college. I went out to college in California. Uh, TAC, as it's called affectionately, is kind of a unique place. Uh, it's It's a great books program. So uh, there's no textbooks. You just read the, 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 the originals themselves in translation, certainly. But And then you have roundtable discussions about them. And uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful place, not only for the intellectual formation, but much more important in my own life was really it was a, it was a truly Catholic culture. And uh, what I mean by that was the sacraments were the foundation. Uh, the church was, was seen as a positive protagonist in the history of the world, as a continuing sign of Christ's presence. Uh, and that the truth, the truth was symphonic. It was found not only in Revelation, but also in the natural sciences and in the arts. And I still rely upon that to this very day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. And and you're hitting upon things that, of course, we want to draw out during the course of the hour ahead. Certainly, that uh, there is there is a different way. There are different ways, certainly, of viewing the church's role in history and in society mm-hmm. today. There are different ways of viewing the different disciplines within education. And we're talking today about choosing a school for your kids. What are some of the things that we want to take into consideration when we're choosing a school? for our kids. Father, I want to cast it back to where what I alluded to there in the opening, which is Jesus's education. Um, Luke 2.52 tells us that Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. But we don't have a lot of insight into, uh, oh, we lost Father. Huh? How about that? We've lost a connection there. Well, we'll get back to him very quickly here. Father John Paul Erickson is our spiritual director for today from uh, Transfiguration Parish and School in Oakdale, Minnesota, part of the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis. And we are talking about how to pick a school for our kids. Do you have questions about picking a school for your children? Have you? How have you gone about picking schools in the past? Or perhaps you and others are um, are in this position of being... Uh, starting to make that decision for a kid. Maybe you're contemplating a choice for a child of yours. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Father, you're back with us. Is that right? Uh, Are you there, Father? Yes, Patrick. I'm so sorry about that. Beg your pardon. No, not a problem, not a problem. Always always welcome back. Um, we're glad to have you back. Well, Father, I was just starting to ask about uh, impressions on Jesus' own education growing up. We don't know a lot about it from the Gospels. Luke gives us uh, Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and favor with God and man, but we don't have a lot of insight into that. Any, any uh, insights as to what the family life and education of Jesus growing up was like? Yeah, it's a beautiful question, Patrick, and certainly something which I have thought and prayed about. And the the Gospels, of course, are very, very silent on this very point. So we have to use our our imagination and whatever information we have. Certainly, I think it's fair to say it would have been a very religious household. Uh, Blessed Mother and Saint Joseph were aware of the dictates of the law, of their of their demands to present the proper sacrifice at the. The, the birth of their son, that, of course, Jesus himself, is, as God himself, uh, would have demanded a real, a real level of attention to those particular dictates.
hearts. And I'm certain that the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph felt that in a healthy, holy way. I also think it's fair to say that, that Jesus would have learned the trade of his father, that, you know, Joseph was a carpenter, uh, a worker with his hands, which I think is such a beautiful thing, especially today, yeah. uh, to remember that Jesus was a man who knew the value of real labor, of, of creating goods with his hands, which is a massively important point and certainly touches upon Catholic education, too. You know, we we are in a society where really, I think, technology and screen time all of these things are emphasized for economic reasons, among others. But I think what we have lost sight of widespread um, in, in a widespread way is the value of just hard work and of, of the manual arts and of, of um, creating something of value, uh, not only for the support for your family, but just because it is a good thing as creatures made in the image and likeness of God to fashion nature. That's part of our that's part of our vocation. So I certainly think that was part of the Lord's upbringing too, in the home and the in the carpenter shop of Joseph. What exactly that looked like, we're not sure, uh, but I certainly think it was part of it. So there was an intellectual formation, there was a religious formation, but there was also a real manual formation, which certainly would have included the natural virtues. Scripture says that Jesus grew in in nature and grace. He grows in knowledge. Uh, and that's a mysterious line because he's also God. And so we know that it, you know, it only happened in his human nature, but it happened. It happened. He grew up and he came to know true things. Final point, I promise. I oftentimes think about, you know, the Lord's capacity to offer himself on the cross and to do it so well. Of course, he is the Messiah. He is the, he is the Lord himself. And of course, he can do that. But the natural virtue still had to be formed. And it's my belief that, you know, part of what gave Jesus strength to do that so well on the cross was that he observed his father, his earthly father, his adopted father, die well. Joseph died well, we believe. And that, I'm sure the Lord in his human imagination drew upon that as he offered himself to the father and trusted that the father would take care of him. So there was a real education. It wasn't just a veneer. It wasn't just, you know, Jesus sort of enduring this for 33 years until he actually goes and does real things. No, there was a real formation and um, that's a beautiful, powerful thing to reflect upon. Mm-hmm. Our spiritual director today, Father John Paul Erickson from Transfiguration Parish and School in Oakdale, Minnesota, as we're talking about choosing a school for our children. If you have particular things that you take into consideration in choosing the schools that you've chosen or are about going about choosing for your kids, or perhaps you're looking into the future sometime, uh, maybe there's kids on the way. What, uh, what are those considerations? How have you decided upon schools for your children? Give us a call. Let us know. 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, relevantradio.com. Father, it may seem like an obvious question, but I think it's absolutely important and fundamental that we ask the questions if we're, as we're talking about how to choose a school uh, for educating our children. What is the goal of education? What's the telos or the end of education? <laughs> Yeah, beautiful, incredibly important question, Patrick. And we can answer that question in a variety of ways, of course. There are, I think there are different ends. For the Christian, for the Catholic, the fundamental end of education is the same end as everything else. Love of God, love of neighbor, uh, the glory of God and the salvation of souls. And so for, for a school, um, or for that matter, a homeschooling program, to be uh, what we would call Catholic, it has to have the final end in mind. So we are preparing kids, and adults for that matter, we're talking about college kids, um, you're preparing them for heaven. How do we do that? 
by equipping them with the virtues and the and the discipline and the imagination and the excitement and the uh, uh, for walking the pilgrim way home. So you know we are in heaven. Of course, we'll have the beatific vision. Please God, and and there'll be no need to to think about math anymore. I don't think. Maybe I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> but the 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 real underlying purpose and most important purpose of Catholic education is to prepare that child for a walk with the Lord all the way to the mansions of the Father. Now, it is also critically important that the child also be able to reason well. And I think, again, oftentimes this is forgotten. We, we, are, we are trying to educate kids and human beings not just to be computers. You know, you can draw up data here and there. I've memorized a thousand different things, and memorization is very important. But what do you do with that? How do you reason? And we want to train kids to be able to think critically, uh, not for the sake of, of being skeptics or to be cynics, but for the sake of enjoying, truly enjoying the pursuit of truth. That's really why we are made, to know the truth. Now, we know that truth has, is a person and is the truth of love, but the ancients, you know, the Greeks and the Romans, they knew that human beings are made to know things. And this is something which not everyone buys. The, the question of Pilate resonates in many people's minds. What is truth? Well, we as Catholics believe the truth can be known, and part of Catholic education is, is training kids on how to do that. Finally, we want kids to be good citizens, uh, not to be good producers, not to be, not to be just, you know, you know, cogs in the material wheel here of the economy, uh, but to be truly good citizens. And this is especially important, I think, in the kind of country that we live in, which relies upon an educated and virtuous citizenry. And uh, I happen to believe that, that, that those virtues are best supported by, by the Christian vision, but certainly other deists uh, can, can be good people. But that, that helps. I think that helps the that helps the republic uh, to be better because the individual citizens are better formed. And I think that Catholic education happens to do that better than any other institution institutions we have on the balance. Certainly there are bad Catholic schools. Uh, them's the facts. But uh, that is certainly one of the goals, too. So the goal of heaven, the goal of, of being a better... Oh, we may have lost Father again. All right. Well, uh, we're just experiencing more technical problems with that. Sorry about that. Uh, but we are talking with our spiritual director, Father John Paul Erickson, about choosing a school for your kids. Now, how have you gone about that? What have you seen in the life of your uh, in choosing a school for your kids? What have you taken into consideration? What are the things that the Lord has revealed to you about how to choose a good, a good, uh, good? school for your children. We'd love to know what your considerations are, too. Join the conversation with Father John Paul Erickson from the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. All right, Father, you're back with us again? Oh, Patrick, I am. I'm so sorry. Beg your pardon. All right, very good. We got you. All right, well, let's. I tell you what, Father, let's go to the phones. We've got Jonathan, who's calling in from Inglewood, California. Jonathan, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much, Father and Patrick. Uh, I'm a new parent and uh, a, a non-Roman uh, Catholic, and I'm interested in sending my kids or kids one day to Catholic school. And I was hoping to get uh, your insight um, on, on, on anything, <laughs> uh, yeah. especially coming from my position and, and uh, wanting, to, wanting to send them to Catholic school. 
Well, Jonathan, first of all, I just want to affirm you for even considering that, especially as a, as a non-Catholic. That that shows uh, a, magnanim- a, a magnanimity of soul. You're, you're, you want to do what's best for your kids, and I certainly think that Catholic, Catholic education is part of the fulfillment of that. Uh, I believe that very strongly. One important principle, Jonathan, I think uh, I would want to make to any parent is that the, the first educator of your, of, your, of your children is you. You are the primary educator of your children. And whatever the school may be, even if, they are, even if it's a top-notch school in terms of curriculum and discipline and faculty and culture, um, it really is, it can only do so much uh, if, the, if the home life and if, if the parents themselves are not also engaged. Now, clearly, sounds to me like you are because of these very questions. But remember, the, you and uh, your wonderful wife and, and your home life that's the first place your kids are going are gonna to learn. That's the most important place. I would also encourage you, too, as you consider, you know, as you consider particular schools for your kids, to go and speak with the leaders there, to go and speak with the pastor there, to go and speak with the principal there, go and speak with the teachers that may be, you know, with your, with your kids a lot of hours during the week, uh, and make sure you're comfortable with them. Make sure that, that they, they can offer you assurances that really matter to you uh, and, you know, make sure that you are praying about this, pray for the grace to make the right choice. Not every kid has the same needs. I believe that very strongly. And, uh, you have to make a choice for your, for your particular child. Uh, many families, of course, maybe this was more true in a previous era. I don't know, but we'll, you know, make a choice for a particular school and all the kids go through that school. And that's great, but it doesn't always work out that way. And that's okay too, because, different kids have different needs and be sensitive to that too. What, what does your particular child at that particular time in their life need? And then make a judgment based on that. But kind of my prayers, Jonathan, and all of, all of our, all of our listeners who are parents, you have a beautiful demanding vocation and just trust in God's grace. And um, very, very glad for your question. Mm. It, just uh, just to follow up with what Jonathan was asking, great question, Jonathan. Thank you for that. Um, what would be your invitation that you might give to non-Catholic parents who are considering Catholic schools, Father? Yeah, great question. I mean, certainly, of course, I, I cannot back down from the fact that I I happen to believe, and I've waged my life on it, that the, the Catholic Church has the fullness of revelation. And I think as Catholic schools, we can't be ashamed of that. I think for far too many years, there's been kind of a downplaying of that. Now that that should not lead us to to inordinate pride, because to to those who have been given much, you know, much will be expected. But the the reason I bring it up here is because we think that the fundamental revelation of 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 Jesus, and then you know, getting access to that through through a Catholic education. I mean, the the it would it would be a glorious thing if that child graduates or goes through that school and considers becoming Catholic. So. I, I, I think that's an important point to, to bring up. Uh, we can never be ashamed or afraid if a child begins to ask those questions. At the same time, of course, a, a Catholic school supports home life, supports the choices of those particular parents, especially non-Catholic Christians, and we want to we wanna buoy that, we want to support them. Um, I would say that the Catholic Church's tradition of education uh, is, the tra- is, is the history of education uh, in the West, since Jesus, obvious, obviously, there is an entire, an entire world of education prior to the coming of Christ, clearly, and very important ones that we rely upon, especially in the Greeks and the Romans and the ancients. Uh, but the, the, this 
synthesis and this coming together of faith and reason, this is something which we as Catholics do enormously well. Uh, we are, our, our faith is this powerful intersection of Jerusalem, of Athens, um, and of Rome. You know, we have these, these, con, these different rivers that come together in terms of intellectual history, and we have a vision as Catholic educators that faith and reason are not opposed. They're not opposed. And this is, as I understand it, not real strong in some of other Christian brothers and sisters, maybe, you know, pedagogy or understanding of even faith itself. Uh, and so it's an exciting thing that your child will be exposed to that because it's a beautiful vision of reality that Jesus and Christ reveals himself through nature and through reason. So um, even though I stand very firmly, you know, we as Catholics have to be clear that we believe we have everything the Lord has given to us. We are open to all who are sincere pursuers of the truth and are willing to partner with, with us in the education of their kids. Yeah, again, great question, Jonathan. Thank you for considering that, for considering Catholic schools for your for your children, even not being a Catholic. It's a it's a wonderful thing. And I can I can hope and pray. I think this is true with many Catholic schools that uh, there is always openness to certainly dialogue as well. And that there are I know in the Catholic school where I teach, um, we have a number of non-Catholic students and there's always good communication channels open to the parents there as well as they want to discuss any finer points of the faith. So thanks for the call, Jonathan. Appreciate that. We are talking today with our spiritual director, Father John Paul Erickson, about choosing a school for your kids. If you have a specific specific things that you have considered in choosing a school for your children, let us know what those things were and how did you find a school that fits your criteria. 888-914-9149-888-914-9149 or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We're going to take a short break, but there's lots more to come on The Inner Life. Stay with us. Looking for a new job? How about one that offers you opportunities for spiritual, social, and charitable growth? Our sponsor, the Catholic Order of Foresters, is hiring new agents today. Visit relevantradio.com forester, an Illinois life insurance society. Not available in all states. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio, RelevantRadio.com, and the Relevant Radio app. Our spiritual director today is Father John Paul Erickson from the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis. We're talking about choosing a good school for your kids. If you have a way that you have employed in choosing a good school for your kids, or if you found a great school for your kids and want to give it a shout-out, give us a call, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Father, let's go back to the phones. We've got Yolanda, who's calling in from New Jersey. Yolanda, welcome to the program. Hello, how are you? Doing great. Well, thank Taking you. my call. Well, I, one of the things my husband came up with, it was a great idea, was to ask um, for the, re, the, the uh, school's reading list for the high schools. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. That's a great, um, that's, a, that's important. Yes, because a lot of the books we were finding that the schools were saying that they were Catholic. But when you look at what they were reading, they were far from being uh, school, uh, you know, books that we would want our daughter um, yep. to read. Yeah, um, no, so, that's, a, that's a wonderful so suggestion, Yolanda. I agreed with all you said about praying. Also, um, that's that's a big part. Now we're on the quest. Our daughter's a freshman, but we're on the quest now. To start looking for um, colleges. Yeah, uh, because yes. that's, well, I will pray that's for you. The corner. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, Yolanda, a, a couple of things I want to say. First of all, what your husband did, you know, to, to look at the, the reading list is is a wonderful idea. And I think, you know, it's an action of, of an even more fundamental principle, and that is that parents have the right and the endowment duty to know what their kids are learning in school. And I, I don't want to dive too much into other cultural challenges these days, but it's, it's outrageous that, that school districts or, or unions would say that a parent cannot know what, what, what those particular students are learning. That's absurd. And the Catholic Church does not believe that. We have, you have the right to know and the duty to know. And yes, the, what's being read in the high school or for that matter in grade school or college, uh, that's a critical piece of what your kids are learning. And you, know, you, can have, you can have the best teacher in the world, but if the material is subpar, even, even counter to the faith, you've got a real problem. Uh, now, I think it's worse if you've got a bad teacher. A bad teacher can make even great material foul. Um, so uh, knowing your teacher, your kids' teachers are important too. But you want the, the search for a Catholic college is, is an important one. And there's some really, really great colleges out there. I'm kind of biased, I admit, um, but they are out there. And I'll pray for your wisdom and your discernment. That's a, it's an important decision. Thank you, Yolanda, for the for the phone call and a great suggestion. Yeah, ask the school for a reading list and see what your kids will be reading and what texts they'll be engaged with as they attend that school. It's a it's an important piece, right? I mean, it's not always just about the uh, just about what you're what you're going to be doing in the uh, in the classroom uh, and interactions between the teachers and the students, which is, of course, a, a very important part of it. But it's also, yeah, what what are the chief texts that the, the students are going to be looking at? How are they going to be uh, how are they going to be exposed to the ideas or what ideas are they going to be exposed to? Again, our spiritual director for the day is Father John Paul Erickson, and we're talking about choosing a good school for our children and lots of good things. What has your, been your experience with Catholic school, with public school, maybe with homeschooling, um, any of those options or other ones as well, charter schools, whatever you have, whatever your experience has been, positive or negative, give us some advice. Give us a call, 888 again, 888-914-9149, or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Some great suggestions coming in already, and but there are a few lines open, so feel free to give us a call, 888-914-9149. All right, uh, Yolanda, thank you again for the call. Excellent point, asking for the reading list. Um, let's go over to Jose, and Jose is calling in from Los Angeles. Jose, welcome to The Inner Life. Hello. Hi, Father. Uh, thank you. Um, thank you for the program. Um, my question is, um, I'm trying to discern and guide my son uh, for choosing the right uh, school, the right college. As a, mm-hmm. as, a, as a Catholic practicing father, is it okay for me to push uh, my son to, uh, and financially backing my son only, through, only to follow uh, truly Catholic universities versus Christian universities? The choices right now are basically... He wants to go to Grand Canyon University in Arizona versus my 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 wife and I. We'll be putting adoration, and we want uh, we we identify Benedictine College. Oh uh, yeah, which follows great school. Newman, Newman guy. My one of my daughters already is finishing Newman College, but he was not impressed with. Uh, I mean, I mean, she she finishing Benedictine College uh, this this coming month, but uh, he's actually coming from a from a Catholic. Uh, uh, high school also. 
but he mm-hmm. wants to go to Grand Canyon University where my first daughter went. My first daughter, for all practical purposes, is now a pagan. Yeah. Uh, if, if, yeah. So my mm-hmm. question is like the finances or situation. You know, I don't know how much I could push him to realize something. He also mm-hmm. has free will. Yeah, no, that's a great question, Jose, and, and I'm sorry to hear about your your daughter. That is, I mean, anyway, it's it's a it's a great question, and I think that the sh- my short answer is yes. I certainly think that that saying financially we can support you if you make if you make choices that are Catholic schools, truly Catholic schools, and if you do not make that choice, we're not able to support you. I certainly think that is a legitimate option. Now, certainly. Certainly, your son should know that you love him. That that you know your this is not a punishment, but but this is your you know part of your responsibility as a father is continues even at this age. And I think that how you use your financial resources to encourage him or to disincentivize him uh, that all that matters. So I certainly think Jose, that's a legitimate legitimate option. And I will pray for your son that that he can make a right choice for him and for his soul and. And I, I should say, I think that there are public schools, especially with great Newman centers that, that people have a great experiences in. But you mentioned Benedict in particular, and, and I certainly have the highest regard for that school. And I think your son would certainly have a, a great Catholic education there. So I hope it works out. Thank you, Jose, for the phone call. Appreciate that. Let's go now to Rita, who's calling in from Pennsylvania. Rita, welcome to The Inner Life. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Hello, Rita. Um, I just wanted to reiterate what you say in regard. Um, my husband and I has done our, we have three children all through Catholic school. We are in an area that has very known to have very good school, public schools, but I still mm-hmm. feel like with our faith and devotion, I think I like to have the extra support of the faith. And I know even some yes. of our quote unquote Catholic um, private schools um, that aren't diocesan have unfortunately reared away from the Catholic values. So I like continue to pray yeah. one financially to help us be able because our oldest is actually going to a private Catholic school that the IHM is mm-hmm. run. But um, I feel like it's really important to if you struggle financially to really just pray that mm-hmm. God provides because that, that that's what I told him. My children, my daughter really wanted to go to that high school, and God did take care. So I think yeah. people a lot of times struggle and are concerned with, but I really feel like financially, like if they apply for financial aid, and God does provide. It's a beautiful reflection. Oh, thank you. And I, I certainly agree. And, you know, I, I think it's critically important to remember as parents, the education of my child, and I don't just mean the formal education, but the education in the home is probably the most important thing that God has called me to, you know, second, probably only to the salvation of one's spouse, you know, the formation of one's kids. And I think that that needs to drive our economic decisions. And I think that if there's, if there's a good Catholic school in the area, uh, and even if at, at first blush, boy, we just don't know how we can do this financially, uh, yes, we should approach the school, the parish, see what's possible, but we also need to examine our own choices. Um, you know, our budgets are theological statements, what matters to us. And I think that, um, you know, if we truly believe how important a child's education is, that, that will demand sacrifices, perhaps even in family's life. And I know many 
many heroic couples and families that do that, and it's a tremendous blessing to be able to witness that. Um, and uh, you know, your comment about private schools that have kind of gone off the rails, unfortunately, that's very true. And um, I, I happen to believe, in, and take this with a grain of salt, you don't got to believe this if you don't want to, but I happen to think that a good, solid public school with great teachers, teachers who are virtuous, teachers who understand right and wrong, that's, that's probably a better choice than choosing a Catholic school that is completely diluted, um, especially and necessarily if the home life is strong. Uh, but that's just my opinion. Take it or leave it. But uh, we have to pray for a renewal of Catholic education in our in our country. I think it's happening, uh, but we need more of it. Thank you, Rita, for that. Our spiritual director, Father John Paul Erickson from Transfiguration Parish and School in Oakdale, Minnesota. As we're talking about how to choose a school for your kids, do you have experience with a Catholic school, public school, home school, or private school that you would like to share with us? Give us a call, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Let's go down to Bonnie, who's calling in from Orange, California. Bonnie, welcome to the program. Thanks for calling. Thank you very much, and thank you, Father, for being with us. I just wanted to My share, pleasure, um, uh, for the parents who finances, I know that was big for us. I walked away from an 11-year uh, legal career to raise my three boys. And we lived on one income, and I home I homeschooled our boys through Colby Academy. And oh, sure. uh, yes, they, have, they have a whole range of options from traditional homeschooling all the way to having them online so a parent could work from home remotely and do that. But they loved Colby Academy. They, their faith thrived. And you're right, the parents are the first teacher of the children in the home. Mm-hmm. And so yep. I was with them, took them to daily mass, raised them in that faith along with my husband. We have a great Catholic high school, very blessed to have a very, very good Catholic high school here, which Praise when God. I think about the tuition, it will wake me up at night, but that does <laughs> yes. provide. They, they are giving yes. us financial aid, but it is a commitment. And then our oldest is at Benedictine. He's a freshman. He's finishing up right now. And when we approached colleges, we really said, look, we'll stick to the Newman guide mm-hmm. or you can choose a trade school because we don't want to risk yeah. your soul at any other, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, even so-called Catholic. Uh, so we were very careful. We, we looked through the programs, the curriculum. We looked for certain verbiage. When we found it, that school was off the list. So we stuck to the Newman schools. He almost chose TAC. But he, yeah, the Holy Spirit, right. led him to Benedictine. <laughs> yep, <laughs> um, yep. But there are very, very good Newman schools out there. And again, it's a 100%. financial commitment, um, but God is still providing. So um, Amen. I just wanted to share Boy, that. A, no, that's a wonderful reflection. Thank you. And uh, I'm glad that you mentioned homeschooling because that is a, that's a very beautiful, viable option for many people. I, I I certainly, of course, believe that there are many other options, certainly parochial schools, if they're, if they're good. Uh, but yes, I think homeschooling, too, you know, in certain situations should be considered as well. Um, but a beautiful reflection upon the sacrifices made uh, for what truly matters, and that is the education of kids. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, very edifying for me, and I'm sure for the listeners. Mm. Very good. 
Thank you, Bonnie. Appreciate that. Thank you for the testimony. If you have a testimony about how your school, uh, your school experience for your children has been, and maybe it's exceeded your expectations or maybe it's fallen far short, we'd love to hear from you and why. 888-914-9149-888-914-9149. All right. Uh, Well, I tell you what, we're going to take another short break. But uh, when we come back, we're going to have more about choosing a school for your kids uh, and how to enhance their the life that the that they are getting ready to lead. So after this short break, we'll have more with our spiritual director, Father John Paul Erickson, right after this. Up in the morning and out to school, the teacher is teaching the golden rule, American history and practical man. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, and Sarah Tafoya, taking some of your phone calls, and also to our spiritual director, Father John Paul Erickson, pastor of Transfiguration Parish and School in Oakdale, Minnesota, first ring suburb of the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. We're talking today about choosing a school for our children. What are those considerations? What should we be thinking about as we're choosing schools? And what are the benefits that can come from making a good school choice? Give us a call, 888-914-9149, Let's go back to the phones now. We've got Patrick, who's calling in from Austin, Texas. Patrick, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. How are y'all? Doing well, Doing great, thank Patrick. You. Thank you. Uh, so, I guess... Yeah, no, sure. So my thoughts are raising, I have three kids and two of them are out of college now and one's in high school. I started just thinking about my kids and the way I bring them up and the secular society that they're in. And if we Catholics and Christians keep pulling our kids out of public schools, there's no guidance for these other kids. There's nothing to help them, kids of their age, to discuss you know, right, wrong, and these kind of values. And, I mean, we're also fortunate yeah. to have a great life-team program at our church, too. Yeah. And it was just, I, I prayed about it, thought about it a lot, and uh, I uh, chose to send my kids. It turned out, worked out well. I mean, uh, they yeah. had the influence yeah. on there. They definitely had some secular friends. They had the Christian friends. Um, and, you know, yeah. and I hope it had an influence on some of the kids there. That's kind of... Where I, no, I Patrick, went into I, the education of my kids. Yeah, no, I, I think I really think it's an excellent point. I'm I'm very glad you brought it up. I, you know, I know very well a particular family here in the Twin Cities who quite who quite deliberately chose public school for their kids, all ten of them, for the very reason you mentioned, because they they knew their kids would be formed well in the home, and they thought that it was important for not only the other students but even their own kids. To, to to be able to engage with other students with different experiences. So I applaud that to a point. I think the the question becomes, you know, we, we have to examine the what's going on in that particular public school. Like I think that some public schools that could work better than others because it's also the case that your primary obligation, of course, as you know, is the formation of your own kids, that the other kids you know, we can't just throw up our hands and say it's somebody else's problem. No, we cannot. But your primary obligation is to your own children. And I could see many situations, especially in school districts that are particularly bad, public school districts, where the decision is made by the parent, even though they have a desire to be a witness to the world, they also recognize that the forces within that particular school are just too strong. And, and there's 
there's too many things that my, that my kid is going to have to fight against and too many conflicting messages are going to get in the school from my home. Uh, I think, I think there still are school districts in the country. I think that are still pretty sane and where I think, you know, it wouldn't be as dangerous, but you bring a, you, you bring a great point up and as Christians called to be 11 in society, you know, we, we can't just retreat. We can't. But when you're dealing with the formation of a child, similar to, you know, think about like a, like a tree, you know, when the tree is young and a sapling, you have to have a controlled environment for it to grow up and to be strong enough to endure the winds of culture. And I, I'm concerned that in many public schools, even though that, that thought is a very beautiful one, I think it probably would be too much for that kid. Uh, but you got to make that own. You got to make the decision for your own child and in your own circumstance. I'm delighted with the call. Delighted by the by the thought. Very good, Patrick. Yeah, good, good, uh, good. Yeah, I mean, there's there there are times, obviously, when uh, when yeah, a, a public school can do can do great things for a child. Um, and it seems to me that uh, especially if you have a solid home life where there's, uh, you know, a lot of yeah. talking about a lot of practice of the faith there in the home, that that can be a, that, that can be a, a, a very reasonable choice. Um, mm-hmm. Father, one of the things that's popping up in my mind, and we had a caller on the line uh, a while back now, but unfortunately she dropped, but um, was spe- speaking specifically about single gender classrooms or um, single gender mm-hmm. schools. Any thoughts on those? Yeah, I think that it can be a very beautiful, wonderful thing. And I think that uh, when done well, it can be tremendously powerful. Uh, absolutely. I also happen to believe that, that mixed gender schools can be very effective, too. And I think that especially, especially you know, when perhaps certain, certain classes or topics are single sex, you know, and, and, the, and the, the students are separated for a particular, whether it's gym class or something else, um, I can see it both ways. I, I think there's a strong tradition, strong tradition, both in Catholic education, but just in the West in general for for single sex education, and I, I know of many cases where it's gone very well. I also know cases where it hasn't gone very well. Uh, I know many cases of of mixed gender, mixed sex uh, classrooms, both in 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 grade school and in high school, uh, that have gone exceedingly well. And um, so I can see both sides. It's it's uh, I don't the church certainly has not come down definitively on one side or the other. And I think there's advantages of both models. Okay, very good. Let's go back to the phones now. Melanie is calling in from California. Melanie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. I just, um, I taught for 25 years in public school, and I'm on the West Coast, and so I know public schools are not all the same across the nation, but I have since left public school. My personal opinion is I think it's very hard um, because of the structure that you're working under and the content that you are forced to teach that as a Catholic, mm-hmm. it's hard to teach there. Our children yeah. have gone all through Catholic schools. Our oldest is now at Notre Dame law. And um, oh, specifically what I'm calling about is choosing a college. They went through Jesuit yeah. schools during that 2020 and beyond fiasco the high school. We had one at a Jesuit high school and one at Loyola Marymount mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Wow, yeah. that atmosphere changed very quickly. Um, yeah, I will yes, indeed. The Catholic students were persecuted, including mm-hmm. uh, my son, for their beliefs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that it was 
anyways, they had uh, yeah. supported the school sanction, a uh, Planned Parenthood fundraiser. All that to mm. say, mm. God really lifted up those Catholic students on that campus. Yeah. They have some yeah. fantastic professors that, uh, that are involved with Word on Fire with Bishop Barron. Mm-hmm. There's some wonderful mm-hmm. priests outside of the Jesuit order there that help. And um, anyways, it just made us wise up as parents about where he went to law school, where he would be yeah. supported to have free speech, where his beliefs yeah. were not condemned. He was often the only uh, voice of truth within a classroom. Mm-hmm. So our, uh, anyways, our youngest daughter, who is only 10, we will only look at Catholic schools. We will most likely not look at a Jesuit school. And that's just our yeah. personal um, experience. Uh, in yeah. speaking with clergy after this experience, you know, they said the first telltale sign is to look and see if they have one of these gender-affirming clubs. And if they do, mm-hmm. that is not a true Catholic school. So anyhow, yeah, that was yeah. my experience, and I just feel passionate about it, and I try to, to share it with other people that are looking for, you know, a good fit for their Catholic child. Yeah, no, it's a great call, Melanie. Thank you. You know, I've heard so many horror stories, so many horror stories of parents who have sent their kids off to college and the kids come back uh, devoid of the faith or really grappling with questions, not, not, in a, not in a way that everyone must grapple with, but, but in a skeptical way. And many times it's because of professors or because of the culture of the school. And it's a shame that that happens at, at, at quote-unquote Catholic educational institutions. That's an absolute shame. And mercifully, we, I think parents really do have some great options in terms of Catholic colleges, a wide variety of sort of styles and models. Um, uh, but it's also that I do, again, want to affirm that I think that there's some tremendous, tremendous Newman centers on public university campuses. I happen to think that here in the Twin Cities of the U of M, we, we got a tremendous Newman Center, and that can make a big difference, too. But you're right to be to be concerned. And my own my own. My own sister at a, at a university that shall remain nameless uh, had a had a very hard time in her pro life club, and you know of, of, of all the of all the places you're going to have a hard time. It should not be a Catholic university. You have a hard time with a pro life club, but mercifully, this particular place has got much better, and uh, we just got to pray and 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 be wise. Be wise as you know, innocent as doves, but wise as serpents. Yeah, amen to that. Melanie, thanks for the call. I think we got time for one more, Father. Let's go to Marie, who's calling in from Herndon, Virginia. Marie, thanks for calling in. Just a few minutes left. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I um, Let's see, I was public school teacher, uh, then I went to Catholic school. I went to Catholic school, and my kids were in Catholic school, and then we were military, so we ended up homeschooling. I just like to encourage people, mm-hmm. when I homeschooled, my daughter, oldest daughter is 38, and now we have grandkids. There is so much out there, and there's so much help. And here in Northern Virginia, yep. the public schools, what's going on is horrid. I mean, yep. suggestion to the parents, look at the textbooks, read their reading list, and when they send them off yep. to college, look at the reading list. If they have feminist and crazy organizations on campuses, whether it's high school or college, 
don't go there because yeah. you really, your kids, you want them to be formed and you want them to fight, but you don't want them to be abused. And that's what I see happening, even in just the little elementary schools around here, which is insane. I'm in Loudoun and Fairfax County where it's not as crazy as California, but it's pretty crazy over here. And, um, <laughs> I would, yeah, as a no, teacher, Marie, no. I, I object <laughs> to what's yeah, going absolutely. on. Absolutely. And as a parent. As a parent, I mean, I, I it just affirms to me how challenging it is to be a parent these days, and it's always been so. I mean, you're, you're entrusted with a soul, but but boy, you, dear parents, I'm praying for you, and just know the admiration of all of us priests. We know it's not easy, and you know, and and parents can make different choices for their for their kids, uh, and we we have to oftentimes respect that, and we pray for prudence for parents. It, there, there's not an easy choice here, especially when your when your options are so limited. So wonderful call, and and. Uh, Boy, it's great that you have all those different experiences, public, private, and homeschooling. Um, that's great. Mm. Yeah, thank you, Marie. Thank you for that. Father, just for in the last minute or so before we ask you for your blessing, um, it occurs to me that we might have some listeners who they themselves are looking at colleges and universities. We had a few calls about that. Uh, maybe parents are helping their, their young ones consider colleges and universities. Any specific advice on choosing a college or university? Yeah, I think you have to, I mean, certainly examine the, the websites and the materials of the particular colleges. There are some great ones out there. I'm, I'm reticent to mention ones by name just because, uh, I, you know, I, I, I want parents to make those choices themselves. But also know your particular child and try to, I, I would encourage you to try to line up, uh, you know, the personality and the, the temperament of your kid with the personality and temperament of the college. That's a real thing. Different colleges are different charisms. And I think it's important to, to try to to try to line those up as best as we can. But the most important thing is you find a college with a true Catholic culture, where the sacramental life is front and center, uh, plenty of opportunities for confession, for holy mass. And as other callers said, you know, no crazy, funny business happening in the classroom or wonky uh, clubs that are being supported that are complete distraction from the clarity of the Catholic faith. Mm. Also a good idea, as you said, Father, too, that uh, you always want to check out to see if they have an active Newman Center and what's going on there, too, right? Amen. Spot on. Amen. And, and I would even encourage you to call them, to, you know, as parents, to, to, call the, to call the director of the Newman Center and say, hey, can you talk to me a little bit about your perception of the campus? You know, what would my kid have to be aware of? You know, really do your research. And you'll want to be a helicopter parent, uh, but you're going to be probably spending a lot of money <laughs> and uh, find out what your kid's actually going to learn and the kind of culture of that place. Yeah, very good. Well, I'm sure we could do a whole show just on that topic, on choosing a good college or university for your child as well. Mm. Such a great thing and great topic, great conversations, great phone calls. Thanks to all who called in, and sorry to those that we weren't able to get to you. But, Father, it has come to the time. If we can have your blessing, please. Absolutely. Our help us in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth through the intercession of St. Joseph the Worker. May Almighty God bless all of your listeners and all those who have been called the demanding vocation of parenthood. May God bless you all, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our spiritual director today has been Father John Paul Erickson. If you missed any part of the show on choosing a school for your kids, go back and give it a listen on the show page over at RelevantRadio.com. Coming up next, we have the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, our celebrant today as Father Matt Seminar. And tomorrow here on The Inner Life, we're going to be taking a look at Marian devotion. Do you have particular devotions that you have to our Blessed Mother? We're going to explore those and get in as many as we can in the hour that we have. So please join us for that. Thank you for joining us this time. Until next time, my friends, grace and peace.